You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Good evening and welcome to the Scottish Football Forums podcast. Uh, once again, I'm your host for this evening. I'm John, and uh, once again, I am joined by guest uh, John. How you doing? I'm good, John. How are you, John? <laughs> I'm alright. This is like, I can't swear, but it's, like, it's, yeah, it's a bit of a puzzle, isn't it? Folk listen, <laughs> thankfully, as we've said, the voices should be very different uh, and everything should be alright. Uh, so, makes things interesting anyway. Uh, we'll start, all, start out by, first of all, apologising to McBookie. Uh, last week, we were having issues with recording due to the week before, and it was that way. I think it had got quite late. And we missed out doing the charity bit on the podcast. We did uh, come up with a charity bit in the end, but we did it kind of off air. So apologies, my bookie. We'll rectify that tonight because uh, we're always we're, we're always grateful of the the charity bits that you give us and all the help you've given us over the seasons. So I'll get that out of the way first of all. Uh, leading into the charity bits, we ended up picking. Well, we had a wee bit of debate. Uh, not not a massive debate. Um, about who to pick for first goal scorer. Uh, you came up with someone, I think Hamish came up with someone. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we ended up going with Nicky Clark, didn't we? Yes, we did. Yeah. Um, My apologies. Well, it didn't come up. <laughs> no, no need to apologise. I think um, you'd mentioned obviously the fact that it's pretty decent form, uh, three in the last three, I think you'd said. Mm-hmm. Um, did have other contenders. The, the guy that we have gone for in the past, uh, Spencer Aloha, he did score first, but that, that's the breaks. That's what happens. You kind of get it right every week. At the moment, mind you, we're not getting it right even one of the bets <laughs> a week, but, but it's early days. Early days, so we're not worried, but we're still early days. Season, we're still trying to get used to who's good, who's not, who's hot, who's not. So, we won't worry about that. Um, did Fairland know as well with Nicky Clark? We had heard talk that he might not play, um, so thanks for the person that messaged us to say that in the podcast. It turned out he did play. Um, then Fairland, I think Farid El Hagui, might not pronounce that right, mm-hmm. but he was the one that got on the score sheet. He actually got both of them for Dun Fairland. Uh, they were part of the charity bet, day one. Dundee United, we picked as well. They won 1 0. And John, what happened again? Well, um, you didn't learn your lesson from last week. That's all I'll say about that. You can um, say what you did. Oh yeah, I'm getting the, <laughs> I'm getting the blame, eh? Uh, well, I took the blame for Nicky Clark, so oh, right. um, delegation. Fair, fair enough. Uh, aye. <laughs> uh, hipster. Hipster. Uh, hipster. Uh, hipster. Yeah. Hipster. Hipster. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was hipster. The annoying thing is, and no, no one can see this apart from the folk that are in the kind of the group for WhatsApp and deciding to try to vet. Did say at one point, shall we put Elgin in instead? No one replied, really. But, uh, I don't think, or we were kind of humming and hawing. Elgin went and won, didn't they? 2 against Edinburgh City. Which would have pumped the odds up as well, because Hibs and Fairmore were both about 4-11, to 11, Dundee right, right to 15 Elgin was 7-10, to 10, uh, which was a pretty good price, so maybe we just got a bit excited about the, the, the cup. Um the Challenge Cup, which leads us nicely into uh, Hibs, obviously lost one, uh, 2-1 at home, mm-hmm. and it was against St Mirren, uh, 
So I Jack Ross. Yeah. Uh, I think over to you, yeah, um, yeah, that's um yeah, someone um obviously I know it's Jack Ross last week and the players um obviously must have took some sort of confidence, um thinking right like let's go and um, impress the incoming gaffer. Um it's an I wrote a, a blog on it, which is on the um, on Twitter and on the forum. Oh, um, a shameless plug! I love it. I love it. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> um, the forum. I, my, I don't know what your thoughts are, John, but I think it's a bit of a a high risk from both parties. I mean, Ross has had a good start to this season, but he's only been in the managerial gig for what eight nine months now, and he's it's only been like two or three months he's been judged on and that's what's um, led him and going to a team like St Mern, I think it's a bit of a it's a tough job for him given St Mern's um, revolving managerial door just now shall we go for a football cliche of what the St Mern job is what poison chalice yes I think it would <laughs> I was, I was to trying say. to avoid that <laughs> uh, oh no cliche you can go cliche cliche mm-hmm. daft on you yeah. um, well he's their fifth manager in two, um, just over two years They've got to get this one right. Um, and I, I just don't know if... I mean, because Ian Murray, when he took the job, he had a, um, you know, went in with summer reputation, doing well with a part-time team. But Ian Murray had two or three years' experience. And after six months, he wasn't up to the job. So I just wonder if it's... A lot of it's just boiling down to the club connection for me. It's one of those whereby... <laughs> Aloha are obviously winning but last season he took over at the end of the season he, he probably had a difficult job anyway eh, Jack oh Ross. definitely mm-hmm. um, they were probably relegated oh, they anyway were. They, were, they were no fan mm-hmm. of it it looked almost certainly that it was going to happen um, they, they started off I mean, fantastically well um, I suppose he's had a pre-season with them so in terms mm-hmm. of getting his ideas across but the thing is he's managing at a lower level it's hard to say how much lower League One and League One in the Championship is in terms of difference between the teams. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a difficult one. St Mirren, I think. I don't know. I think people just expect them to be in the, the Premier, the Premier League, or the Premiership, should I say? Mm-hmm. And they're a bit of a yo-yo club. Mm-hmm. And they, they've been there well, I mean, they were in. Yeah, I mean, they were in the league for. Um, what eight nine seasons? Um, but I thought they would have been, you know, their team that you would certainly not necessarily expect to get automatic promotion, but you you'd have thought they'd been in and around the playoffs because they also recovered under Alex Ray last season. Um, but I don't blame Jack Ross for taking a job like that, not just because it's going back to a former club, but he's going to a team that's full time football, better training facilities, he's going to have more resources. Um, it's a big, it's a it's um, a natural progression for him. Um, you just wonder if he's made it too soon, but um, if it, if he keeps it mounting up and take, takes him well away from the relegation zone, then you know he'll be doing his job. Yeah, I suppose the one thing is it's still early days in the season, so Alwa could still sorry, sorry Saint Mirren could still make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. They they could. It's it's, it's early days. So, but yeah, I think it. It'll, I think Saint Mirren. Probably in that tricky position whereby they've had a bit of success in winning the cup. The league they were all, they were really most of the time they were kind of fighting at the lower 
they mm-hmm. lower end of the league. Maybe they just need to accept that they're in a period of transition. I, be- I believe it's admitting the youth policy is something that, that should serve them well in the next few years. Maybe taking a Falkirk approach to things. Mm-hmm. I know Falkirk are still in the, the, the championship, but they're, they're always knocking on the door. Falkirk, they're one of those teams that's always been a knocking on the door. Mm-hmm. Maybe as well as admitting a lot of uncertainty off the pitch in terms of who's in charge or what's, who's going to be in charge. That's been on the, for a while. Yeah. Uh, with that, maybe it doesn't help. Mm-hmm. There's still time. Uh, still yeah. plenty of time, and I just need to wait and see what happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good luck to them. Um, but it was good. Of Jack, um, Jack was obviously his last game on Saturday um, with Alloa before he took the job today, and Alloa got their win in the Ironbrook Cup as well against the, the Welsh team. Who was it they were playing? They were playing. Uh, which one? What was it? Because I know it's only the, the New Saints. Or through or TNS, uh, whichever mm-hmm. way you want to call them, mm-hmm. I'll get it. I will get it. Uh, they were playing Ballatown. Yes, that was it. Uh, they were good odds as well. Yeah, I, I tell you what, if you'd taken mm-hmm. a coupon, if we had taken a coupon on Alloa and Livingston, for example, just a double. I know we're doing true. Maybe we need to look at where our base stick with trebles, but. Uh, mm. That would have been pretty decent return. Because Alloa won you yeah, quite comfortably, 4-2. Mm-hmm. Livingston won 2-1 against Crusaders. Uh, the only invited team who went through was uh, ETNS, who beat 4-4-2-1. Because uh, mm-hmm. Queen of the South beat Linfield as well. Yeah, after extra time. Yeah. So, has the experiment worked? Has it not? Has it maybe shown that maybe... Our leaks are not as bad as we think they are. Um, hard to say because the, the Irish and Welsh are part time, but then obviously our law leagues are part time as well. A lot of the clubs. Mm-hmm. I think I think it was obviously worth the experiment because um, I mean, um, it, you know, when you go through the same old same old with that competition, it can you know put tendencies can be dwindling etc. But um, you know, it's only the first season. I mean, who knows next season when they get used to coming up to four, four, five and Alloa, etc., these teams might end up winning and going all the way. You just never know. Aye. Yeah, yeah I suppose so. Um, but, I mean, we just have to seem to, like, hammer uh, Linfield in terms of creating mm-hmm. loads of chances. Crowd-wise, they had, what, 2,400? don't know if that's comparable or what they mm-hmm. usually have, but I would think mm-hmm. it probably is. Might be. Um, I don't know. Linfield might have a decent support. Um Mm-hmm. I think there's certainly some Scottish fans or fans of maybe a certain club that might uh, support mm-hmm. Linfield or watch them, have an interest with family or whatever. So, mm-hmm. aye, early days, as you say, I don't know how long the experiment's for, if they've set a, a, how many years they've decided to do it for. I'm not sure, but there was also the um, the under-20 teams to the top flight, they were in the competition as well, but they all went out quite early. Aye. Um Crowds in that certainly weren't very good. I, mm-hmm. I don't know whether that will continue. It will depend. I think it. Uh, there's been a lot of skeptics that think that that is leading to rain. Well, Celtic and maybe Rangers. I don't know. Maybe other mm-hmm. uh, Premiership teams having an under twenty team in the, the lower leagues. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Uh, what Don yeah. Caster and Regan and the likes are thinking with with the decisions they're making. Yeah, I mean, it, it could well be it's the, some of the t- part of the things was. Um, 
factored around the Scotland game as well. Because, well, although the Scotland game wasn't until quarter to eight, you know, certainly I looked at Hibs's, um, I saw highlights of Hibs game and that Easter Road looked practically empty. Um, so I don't know if most Hibs fans were on their way to Hamden or just wanting to watch the Scotland game. Well, uh, save that, their money. <laughs> aye, does that, that probably leads us into Scotland, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know, I kind of think maybe that even the lower leagues, maybe Scottish teams shouldn't play if Scotland are playing. Get a chance for the whole... I know that maybe a lot of, kind of fans or clubs are maybe not that interested in the national side. And, but I don't know, I don't like the idea just maybe have a day off and it's all about the international team. Yeah, I mean, they could have maybe played on the, the Friday. I know there was a couple of games on the Friday and the Sunday. Maybe most of them could have done that. Um, you know, because they knew the Scotland game a year ago, um, but no, it is what it is, and um, it's no, they've they've done it for years, played low league games on international weekends, so Definitely. don't see that changing anytime soon. Um, attendance wise, was pretty poor for a Saturday, thirty five thousand odd. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say pretty disappointing, especially for the first home game in the campaign, on the back of a good result in Malta, and I I don't think. <laughs> Those that went are going to be that encouraged to go back, apart from the ones obviously that get season tickets or, are, uh, well, they really need to go back because they've paid the money. Yeah, well, I was one of those um, 35,000 at Hampton Saturday, and I must say, um, <laughs> I mean, I'll talk more about the game in a minute, but, you know, um, the ticket prices, you know, are just obscene just now. I mean, they brought them a little bit down from last campaign, but just to paint you a wee picture, 10 years ago, um, this month Scotland played France and I was £25 in the North Stand, you know, on the touchline. Yep. Um, this year I was £27 in the West Stand um, corner and I know friends who paid £40 in the South Stand. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, I know prices have went up in inflation but <laughs> they shouldn't have, but for that much, I just think it's, um, you know, for years the SFA have been ripping off the fans but um, and that's why you, that's one of the reasons why you've seen only 35,000 attendance in one of our very few Saturday games this camp yeah difficulty possibly as well which slight, I suppose can't be helped slightly as people trying to get back to the rest of Scotland after the game uh-huh, like, absolutely the likes, of, the likes of the fans in the islands and up north or, or down south wherever um, it's not easy to get back I know they, they lied on buses to get to the game I don't know what the situation was after if you were getting buses mm-hmm. back into Glasgow or whatever, um, that probably doesn't help. I know you're dictated by TV. Mm-hmm. However, I don't know how many times we've mentioned the podcast that folk in charge of ticket pricing need to, to look at it. Um, mm-hmm. It's not just internationals. We've mentioned it with cup games, etc., etc., etc. Repeat till fade type. Um, I suppose we should talk about the game. Um, oh, do we have to? Well, <laughs> I, think, I was going to say that's what we're paid for. Uh, if you're, but Craig, if, if you're listening, that's what we'd like to be paid for. No, we're only kidding on. <laughs> uh, we do this out the, the the kindness of our hearts or the love of the game. I don't know. Um, both, I would say. Um, I, there was a few interesting things. I watched it on the Sky. Uh, not this guy, just Sky. Have <laughs> um, they defunct and reformed? Oh, no, no. Oh. <laughs> Oh, here we are. Oh, you're going to get... No, we better not start. No, let's not start. Magic magic button. Edit that one out. A couple of interesting things. I found interesting, but I like my stats, and I like I think you're the same. You like the stats. Mm -hmm. Um, 
Saturday, the lineup, the starting lineup, that was the first time in five years that Scotland have been unchanged from one game to the next. Which I found quite interesting. I would have thought that we'd have had repeat lineups been under kind of managers in the last five years. So that, I found that quite interesting. <laughs> um, Lithuania, I think we're unchanged as well. I don't know how long they were unchanged, but both teams were unchanged in the first game anyway. Uh, mm. There was a Scottish connection, which was played, uh, kind of led up a bit in the media with the manager, obviously, in Celsius, um, who would have been at Hearts, made successful Hearts in terms of trophies, the Cups, two Cups, think he won. Mm-hmm. Oh, he, got... well, he won the Scottish Cup in 2006. Aye, uh, so just uh, two finals, but one one. I think he just played the one final. It was just the one final that he played at that point. He was at Hearts for a couple of seasons. Right, they won the Scottish Cup a few years later. Right, okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll edit that out then as well. Uh, <laughs> was it Chisnowskis was on the bench? Is it Chisnowskis? Is he still playing? Was he on the well, bench? he was on the bench. Oh, right. um, so he never came on because I've been about to talk with him. And uh, Novakovis, who hmm. it's Hearts since St. John's, hmm. who might have well been the man of the match I don't know I didn't see who got man of the match but he he was pretty lively um, mm-hmm. so uh, Snodgrass first time in three years he played at Hamden last game yeah. against, last game was against USA um, and, <laughs> and I, I on attempts I played Lithuania at home we are unbeaten and well and we still are just uh, we, we obviously folks in the game thought what happened Mm-hmm. Uh, you were at the game it's something, it's something, it can be different obviously being at the game compared to watching it at mm-hmm. home so I'll let you give your verdict on what you saw you yeah there, first it, was, of all. it was a very um, frustrating night to state the obvious um, I mean the, the first half everything was just slow um, Lithuania did press us quite well but a lot of our passing was beyond between the back four um, it was just, there was just no urgency in the game. Midfield, uh, the, the three behind the front man um, didn't really show for the ball too much. Chris Martin was. I, 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 I want to know what Gordon Strachan saw because if that was um, outstanding, he doesn't have a high um, opinion of football that we thought. Yes. He was abs. I mean, he was unlucky with um, the chance in the first half and yep. like he said. But other than that, he contributed nothing. He was supposed to be a hold up man. Um, it, it, everything was just bouncing off him and ending up with the players. He was just, he was just dreadful. And yes. it baffles me that a guy who's not scored in twenty league games was on the bench when you had um, Fletcher's in not bad form. Three and yeah. six is pretty decent. Absolutely. And and obviously you've got Griffiths. So although he's not played too much since uh, the Aberdeen, the Celtic Aberdeen game, he's still lively. Um, more likely to get a goal than. Martin, it was just... we, we touched on it a bit last week when we were talking about selection. <laughs> um, obviously, last year with Griffiths, he was scoring goals for fun and playing every week, and he still couldn't get picked as first choice. So the fact that he had missed in football, I think I can almost understand him not starting. But I think Strachan's obviously shown that he likes Stephen Fletcher, and I know people. He's got critics, Fletcher. But possibly, maybe he's more suited to the game we play if you're trying to hold up, because he, he can link up play with midfield. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's how it's sort of but the no. ironic thing is, Fletcher is in better form than he was a year ago, um, but he was a guaranteed starter a year ago, and this year he wasn't, whereas Martin was 
bang them in for Derby last year. And this year, you can't hit a Kez back say, with a banjo at Fulham. Oh, oh there we go. Another <laughs> cliche. <laughs> and, um, no, and, no, he's, he's, he's the first pick. I just, don't, I just don't get the logic behind that. I don't know oh. if it's a bit of stubbornness that he's decided, mm-hmm. right, Martin's my man. I'm going with him. Mm-hmm. Give him a run of the games. But, I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe he's really good. At championship level, maybe. I mean, he doesn't. I know he's not saying he's no scoring, right? Uh, we we we've lacked a striker that can score goals since properly. I know Kenny Miller did score, but far as no, you see, look at all these other national teams. I mean, you look at Northern Ireland, right? They had David Healy, who was a championship player at best down south, mm-hmm. but well, I mean, his international record was phenomenal. Um, even now, they've got Lafferty, who's scoring goals for fun. He can't even get a game at the championship mm-hmm. for Norwich. Why can we not get a striker that can be a one and two? Griffiths, I think, is the man. I think, I think probably everyone, apart from Gordon Strachan and maybe Mark McGee, think that Griffiths is the man. As I say, I can understand he never started, I can understand the reasons. But surely, tomorrow, surely he starts. I mean, you think Martin's going to start after he's been praised so much? Mm-hmm. Uh, it would just be, I mean, if, if Martin was dropped after, um, you know, Strachan's name is outstanding, then you really do wonder what Strachan's thinking sometimes. Um, but he's got, he, I agree, Griffiths should definitely start. Maybe we should think about a change of formation. That's something that Strachan's always been quite stubborn. He's always been persistent with the four-two-three-one, and t- it did work at the first at the start of the last campaign. But now teams are known how to play us, and maybe we need something different. Yes, I think as well... 43-1 was uh, in vogue or in fashion uh, for a while mm-hmm. teams are playing different formations now um, I know certainly um, Stephen Presley who was doing some scouting for Scotland he's mentioned the fact that Slovakia will play 4-3-3 now I know 4-3-3 can be 4-5-1 I don't, I don't know uh, in terms of Slovakia I know a few other players like Hamzik Skirtle uh, Vice, but Vice is not in the squad mm-hmm. um, I don't know whether how in terms of 43, whether it's three very attacking players or whether it's two white men that do drop back and help out. So, I, I, I don't know. I, I think Scotland under striking, it looks like, sometimes it looks like there's improvement, but that's only because they look more, they're keeping hold of the ball more. I don't think Scotland's suited to that type of play. That that That's not us, that's not what's got his results in the past against the likes of maybe France I know it's maybe one-offs but the likes of France and the likes of maybe uh, Holland in the past big teams where it's it's almost a, a kind of up and at them approach which mm-hmm. I know that I get criticised in the past but it got us maybe closer to, to qualifying or than, than what's happening just now um, it's all very frustrating um, mm-hmm. because that, I mean, that's that's if we don't, yeah. if we don't get us out tomorrow, and I think, don't run. See, if you'd said at the start of the campaign, you'll have seven points after three games, we'd be happy. But that, we didn't win tomorrow. We were, we were expected it the other way around, maybe beating Lithuania and then maybe getting a point away. Yeah, um, do you know what? It could, it could actually work out um, in our favour tomorrow because Slovakia need to come at us. I mean, they've got nothing after the first two games. Yep. Pressure's massively on them. If they don't pick up at least a point tomorrow, they're as good as out of the competition. So it might well suit us, um, as you say, if, to play a counter-attacking game out there and maybe sneak the victory. But counter-attack you know, suits us better. Sorry, I interrupted. Mm-hmm. I think counter-attack suits Scotland better. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I would, I would agree with that, definitely. We're not a team that's going to dictate games. And we're, we're, mm-hmm. The problem with us, you can have possession, you can pass it, you can have 60%. It's what you do in the final third, and we, we don't have the quickness in the final third to do things, especially when you've got mm-hmm. Martin up front. It's alright if you've got someone in the final third making incisive passes, folk getting in behind, folk maybe pulling defenders wide, different things. We, we don't really have that. Folk, maybe players are too rigid to their positions. Uh, in the final third, be a bit more creative than there. Yeah, I think flexibility is the key. Um, you know, the, the wingers don't change too too often um, on Saturday, which you know sometimes sometimes that's the modern thing. Is um, you know Burke and Richie could have maybe swapped, and yeah. if they weren't getting any joy, because Burke had a couple of little runs in the first half, but he wasn't getting that much joy. But Richie was not as effective as he was in the first game. You know, oh, maybe he they could have swapped a bit, and even Snodgrass could have went wide. Um, he was almost anonymous, unfortunately. We you know he's a he's our talisman. Yeah. Um, well, 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 we've we've called him that. I, I, yeah, I think we've uh, overhyped people. I think that was what happened with Burke. we started overhyping him because he's got a price tag, and he said he does have a lot of potential. He's but, got um, a lot of learning to do, obviously. Uh, but uh, I mean, yeah. Um, it, he, I, I think it was harsh bringing him off. I can maybe understand mm-hmm. why, because mm-hmm. at times going back the way it looked like he wasn't interested, you can't have yeah. that. Internationally. I would agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can maybe understand that, but then James Forrest doesn't he going to really work back? He, he maybe work back a bit more, but um... I don't know. If Forrest is the type of guy you can bring off the bench. Um, I think he would need to be. Starting again um, to get himself in it more um, because yeah. after he missed his chance, he disappeared. Um, but that that uh, you know wouldn't you know blame James Forrest was not winning the game. You know there was a lot more, a lot of other people who run for longer that did less than him. Didn't they? Might as well. I wouldn't name them too much. <laughs> well, we can go through the team. Marshall, I don't think he can be blamed. I think no. Okay, he was beating the post, but it was it, it was well hit. It was well hit. Um, mm-hmm. he, Right, he we, didn't have that we, much to do, to be fair. Um, yeah. Made one save from what I can remember. Um, Callum Patterson's still learning. So yeah. I think at times I was maybe cut out a bit defensively. However, going forward, he was providing a threat. The long yeah. throws obviously helped lead to a goal. Or mm-hmm. did lead to a goal. Um, mm-hmm. So with experience, I think Patterson, I think you can excuse him for if he maybe wasn't. Up yeah, to, up to standard. I think I think he's worth persevering with definitely. Oh, without a doubt, without a doubt, he's got the opportunity to nail this um, nail this position. I'm a fan of him. I don't think Saturday was his best game. I agree with you, um, but he did show glimpses that he can be very useful for his throw-ins and a threat from set pieces as well. Absolutely. The only problem maybe is that we could probably do him in the box as, as well mm-hmm. set pieces because he's pretty decent there and he will get him in yeah. the goals, but. It was a tactic, it worked at the end, it got a goal, so mm-hmm. that's fair enough. We'll go full back, right? I think yeah. Robertson, I he was really, really good going forward, but mm-hmm. still that element I doubt about his defensive game. Slightly. There is a, there is a wee bit, I mean, um, he was really good going forward. There's no question he was a man of the match. Yep, um, I you know, yes. Yeah, um, you know, he put in a lot of very good dangerous balls that didn't quite um, get the finish they deserve, but he was always um, bombing up and he's got a great engine. Yes. But yeah, he's a yeah, he's a typical attacking fullback. There's question marks in his defensive abilities, but he's still what twenty two, twenty three. 
Oh, still got a lot of that to learn, and um, hopefully I'll polish that up. Um, aye, now he's back in the Premier League. Definitely, it does. Well, let's go to the centre backs. It, it, it doesn't help who he's got inside him because no. he's got. With, with no disrespect, Grant Hanley. He's your. Uh, you can say he's young, but he's got pretty much quite a fair bit of experience now at international level. He's 25 now. He's not. Aye. Aye, so some, um, aye, some teams that would mean they would have about maybe 70 caps by now, if you look at other teams. Aye, he's not playing for Newcastle, right, who are playing in the Championship, I know Newcastle are doing well. It just goes against the, um, sorry, I'm sorry to say it, but no, no. It's, we've just gone down, you know, falling in the same trap by picking players that aren't getting games and it's it's not working Strachan's contradicted himself again yep. you know, by saying that he would only pick guys that would, was getting games but Grant Hanley is still first pick of that centre back and you can tell that he's lost a bit of sharpness you know match sharpness because yep. he was done too easily for that first goal and it was that position again that Neil led to a second win a few minutes later absolutely uh, mm-hmm. also as well Russell Martin he's he's, he's alright but he's you compare centre halves we've had in the past to the, the two we've got just now. Um, mm-hmm. uh, well, it's night, night and day. Even um, not going far as far back as like McLeish and Miller. I, I actually um, going back to play the late nineties, early. Oh, what are we at now? No, it must be outside last decade. Mm-hmm. I actually quite liked Webster and Presley yeah. as, as a partnership. I thought they worked mm-hmm. really well. I think Harley and Martin just don't work because no. I. They don't. I know people have said there's a, a shortage of options, but maybe when you look at the likes of look at Lithuania, I, I don't know much about the league and all that, but they mm-hmm. are, that that team, I think the majority of them are playing in the Lithuanian league. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, we all know to get in the Scotland team, if you play in the Championship in England, you've got a pretty good chance of getting in it. If you play for Celtic, you're probably going to be in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rangers somehow seem to straight away be in the um, Premiership and players are getting picked. There's the odd exception here and there, that I know Hearts, they're getting a few players in. But maybe we need to just say, look, maybe the Championship in England is not that good. Aye, there's loads of money there. That doesn't necessarily mean that players are that good. Maybe we need to go, right, let's give a chance to the likes of players playing at Aberdeen, the likes of maybe, I don't know, uh, St Johnston and all that uh, who, who knows how good they are I know it's difficult because they don't get tested against uh, in Europe much but then well the one that springs to mind to me straight away um, is John Suter no he's a very good defender he's still learning um, he is only 19 but you know someone said to me in work today um, he's not ready well he is good enough so you know he's he, he got John Suter is not any worse than Gordon Gray for goodness sake Gordon Gray is not going to be around for the next World Cup campaign, uh, World Cup finals, let alone the European Championships in 2020. So why not have someone that's suited in to learn in the squad just now and you know forces you know an eventual forces win because he's the future and Aye. he's got a lot of potential in there. Could be. Um, obviously, I think we said as well last week about Suter. Um, he should be more equipped to say than either of us in terms of seeing him more, but mm-hmm. he's got plenty of experience for his age. Yeah. Um, Maybe kind of ball-playing type defender, which at international level could be handy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what we really need to do over the next five to ten years is start grooming proper centre-backs and teach them how to, um, you know, 
you know, read the game, anticipate danger, um, you know, your sharpness. I know that comes with practice in games, but that's that should be a priority for the next five, ten years. Because see, until we get a decent centre back pair, even to one like David Weir and um, Andy Webster, as you say, um, we're not going anywhere for a long time. And we've already went, it'll be coming 20 years without one. Aye, I mean, Berra could get picked, but again, Berra's in the Championship in England. I, I don't know, I just I just think that too many managers have been blind to the fact that maybe there's decent players in the Premiership that don't just play mm-hmm. for likes of Celtic, I know. Um, yeah. And other countries are, are succeeding with playing players, domestic players. Czech Republic mm-hmm. was a good example. Uh, the Euros, they got to Euros, most of it, that squad were domestic based. Mm-hmm. A few exceptions. So maybe just revamp things, try something different. Because it's not worked for 20 years. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, I know the SPL, or sorry, Scottish Premiership, is not yeah. the best league in the world or anything like that, and it's um, diluted compared to like 20, 30 years ago, but. There's still enough quality in there. I mean, some of these guys still end up getting moved down to England, so we must be doing something right somewhere. But we're obviously not doing enough. But you know, we've got to broaden our horizons a bit more. Yes. Um, and maybe some of our players should actually consider um, the next move more carefully rather than just chasing the buck in the English Championship and League One. Maybe go abroad like Oliver Birch done. Yes, absolutely. Um, although Ryan Gold, we've not heard that much since he went to Sporting Lisbon, unfortunately. We've not. However, he's on loan at Victoria Setebu, I think it is. Yeah, but and I don't think he's had many games. Is he's it? not, but I did read the other day that after the international break, he could be in contention. I think maybe supposedly they've been doing pretty, they've been doing pretty well for them, um, mm-hmm. so he could be in contention after the international break. So we'll see what happens. Because so. certainly, if we are moving to this possession type based football, then we need cleverer players. And. I thought as well um, on Saturday, going back to the actual game itself, as opposed to us dissecting everything. About, well, uh, Barry Barron, I like Barry Barron, mm-hmm. but I don't think he's a holding midfielder. He, he, he's probably someone that can unlock doors. Maybe him being further forward could do something. Mm-hmm. So maybe having Fletcher and MacArthur, say we went 43. Maybe you go Fletcher, MacArthur, Barron, and Barron's more get the kind of further forward of the three. Try something different. Um, mm-hmm. Anya possibly you bring back in. I don't know how he's been doing with Derby, but a certain away from home, he's a major asset with his pace. Mm-hmm. Um, so that as well. So whether he'll be back in contention. I know Strachan said that there's, he's picked two different lineups depending on whether Darren Fletcher plays or not. Mm-hmm. I can't see Fletcher being um, Darren Fletcher being fit I mean what he's he's, he's also said there was going to be a shake up um, from Saturday so we'll see what that um, what that is I mean in terms of what which one's what of his favourites ends up dropping if at all I mean because he's he's normally stubborn with Richie and don't get me wrong I think Richie's got some quality in him but sometimes games can pass him by and he slows things down yes uh, I think one thing about Richie um, on Saturday open play not that great, but from, I would say from set pieces, his delivery is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, he's maybe an asset there, but then I think Snodgrass as well, his delivery is pretty good, but he was quite quiet. Mm-hmm. Bannon's got a good set piece too. Aye, he does. But, uh, but pro- maybe wait away from home. We, if Possibly we match up Slacky in terms of 43, maybe the two that will go without wide 
would be Forrest and Anya. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Or I don't think it will. I don't think it will change things too much. I think. No, I think talk that it will change things massively. I don't think it will happen. And maybe I don't know. Maybe be, is that a need to reaction or not? I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's because we, we did create chances. The, the, there was the Martin chance. I think Patterson had a, a header. Mm-hmm. Um, Snodgrass free kick, which didn't wasn't far away. I think keeper probably had it covered. Yeah, it was always going wide. I think there was the one Forrest near the chance. end. Yeah, Griffith's yeah. header. Mm-hmm. There was the one at the end. I can't remember. It was Hanley was near the line. Aye, aye. Uh, that was headed offline. So yeah, we did have a, we did have our chances, but we weren't convincing. But Lithuania had their chances as well. I mean, yes. there was the there was obviously the goal a couple of minutes later that chance they put wide and right in injury time they had a three and two situation and a better ball they had to tap in. Yes, um, I th- I think Lithuania were very well organised. Um, mm-hmm. They they came set out to do a job probably knowing that we are not that great at breaking teams down mm-hmm. uh, thought they could hit us in the count obviously they did but even at 1-0 they, they had a, they had another chance I think it was the same player actually it's, um, yeah. and 2-0 that even lights out game over probably campaign over mm-hmm. uh, I know that seems a bit drastic when we end up only getting a point but uh, really at home winning games to have a chance Absolutely, especially against the the bottom two seeds. I mean, Lithuania are obviously no mugs. Um, no, the results in the campaign have proved that so far. Um, the, it was never going to be as easy as some people would have thought, but it was still a winnable game. Um, and you know, it was just a disappointing performance. But if we were to win tomorrow, then that'll then everything will be rosy again and then we'll be back to false optimism almost <laughs> I think someone's at your door maybe you're you're getting a call up <laughs> I think is that no, Mark think... McGee there I don't know um... <laughs> see, see this you've, you've got a Scottish granny yeah I, I missed my chance under better votes under better couldn't, well couldn't, I <laughs> couldn't get time off my work <laughs> <laughs> oh aye yeah, um, but yeah, that's uh, hopefully we can um, come away with three points tomorrow. Um, but it will be a tough game. Um, but yes. we need to we need to win now. We definitely need to win now. I think. I would well, I would say yeah, it's must win. Uh, we are going to touch a wee bit on the fact that England in our campaign and Rooney would probably run out. Of, well, we need to move on. I think. But mm-hmm. everyone knows about Rooney loyalty. I think that's it. The theme maybe striking a bit too loyalty players, mm-hmm. certain players. Um, so that brings us into predictions for the ch- which we'll make because uh, we've got a full card fixtures back um, on at the weekend every game apart from Inverness and Rangers is on Saturday yeah that's right every all, all other five games are three o'clock kickoff that's a novelty uh, but even either lower leagues as well and there's a game kicking off in one of the leagues at quarter past five for probably Alba or something like that yeah, yeah, it's a Peterhead, it is, but I'm looking at the fixtures just now. So, we'll go straight into Inverness against Rangers. Obviously, there's been the break, but Rangers managed to get a victory before the international break. Inverness was in good form. I think this will be a tricky, tricky one uh, to call. I'll, so, I'll let you call it first. <laughs> oh, thanks, Chris. <laughs> um, I think um, Rangers are going to scrape it um, by two goals to win. Right, you think that? I am going to go for my, my favourite scorer, the Desmond. <laughs> yep. 
so Desmond 2-2 two, two. I'll, I'll say 2-2 two, two. I usually do Desmond 2 always a wee in joke but, um, the odds in this one with McBookie Inverness are 14-5 which I think is pretty attractive price in their form the draw is 5-2 and Rangers are 21-20 so there's probably value wherever you're looking that much um, to be fair mm-hmm. um, Saturday games I'll go first for this game um, the famous um, against Ross County so Aberdeen good form before the break um, Ross County slightly indifferent form uh, I think Aberdeen will continue the good form that they had before the break I'm going to go I'm going to go 3-1 Aberdeen Okay, I'm going to go um, with a similar margin but we'll get a clean sheet I'm going to go 2-0 2-0 I, I did think that as well. But, uh, in terms of odds, Aberdeen are 11 to 20, draw is 16 to 5, and Ross County are 21 to 4. Um, next stop, we've got Celtic against Motherwell. Um, let you go first there. See um, well, Celtic. Do you want to start? Do you want to start? Okay. Okay, I start. So, actually, I should have given the stats earlier. Right, Celtic have scored at least four goals in their last four home matches in the Premiership. <laughs> um, well, I think that theme will carry. Um, they beat Motherwell 5 0 in the League Cup um, early in the season. So, I'm going to go with the same score. You're going four. Uh, I am going to go four. I said five. Five. Five nil. Oh, you're going five, aye. Yeah, it was five nil early in the season, so same score. Uh, Still not convinced about uh, Celtic's defence, but yeah, they'll score plenty. I'm going to go for a, a 5 1. Uh, there's no point even betting on this match if you're betting Celtic. 2 to 17, they are. Oh. Uh, <laughs> the draw is 9 to 1, and Motherwell are 21 to 1. Uh, I've just seen a, a couple of other stats, which uh, the Inverness and Rangers, there's been over two and a half goals scored in Inverness' last seven home games. So I think both of us <laughs> have said that that will be the case, didn't we? I think. What did you go yeah, I went, I went to win. Um, I yep. went under that, so I, I might. No, two ones over. <laughs> two ones over. Oh, I of course. So, can't that, do might, math. that might be something to look at in terms of the charity bet. Um, Aberdeen, Ross County, there's been under two and a half goals scored in Ross County's last six games. So maybe the two of us. Well, you've been you've gone for two. I've two now. For, yeah, I've gone for four. So that we'll, we'll be scrapping that. We won't go on there. Um, moving on, we have Hearts against Dundee. Uh, Dundee are well. The form hasn't hasn't been great uh, this season. Hearts, I think, at home will be too strong for them. Um, going to go two 0 to Hearts. Okay, I'm going to go. Um, I'm going to go three-one. I think Dundee might nick a goal. You're going to one, so we're going to the opposite of the Aberdeen game. Yeah, basically, aye, right, fair enough. So, with that, Hearts are one to two. The draw is seven to two, and Dundee are eleven to two. So I don't know whether Hearts will come under consideration for the bet or not. Mm-hmm. At one to two, but no, we'll see what else comes up. Yeah. Um, we've got Partick Thistle against Hamilton 
Aye, good luck predicting this one. Yeah, well, I'll give it a go. Um, it's fair to say that both teams could do a win, especially the home side. And I'm going to go with the Desmond on this one. 2 2. You're going for the Desmond? Um, yes. Aye, you're picking up well, Russ, all these in jokes yeah uh, I don't know why I'm predicting 2-2 two, two, two in this game because both sides have not got a proper goal scorer but then it might be one of these games where it clicks but for I, both aye <laughs> maybe aye because they'll maybe have a bit more freedom to play or just start whatever mm-hmm. um, I'm going to go for Partick Thistle to win this one and I'm going to go for 2-1 now the odds for Partick Thistle are 6 to 5. The draw is 12 to 5, and Hamilton are 12 to 5 as well. Um, mm-hmm. Last but not least, we have St Johnston against Kilmarnock. Uh, Kilmarnock didn't really impress me that much against Aberdeen. St Johnston, I think, goals in their team. Um, I'm going to go for a 3 1. That's a few. Three one, you said. I'm going three one. I so that's yeah. yeah. I'm gonna go. Um, I'm gonna go for a two one. I think it might be a little bit closer. Although Kilmarnock have lost ten goals in the last two games, the the international break might have um, been a good thing for them. But I still think St Johnson will be too strong for them. Aye. Um, if we were to go with St Johnson, eight to fifteen. Um, the draws thirty three to ten and. Kilmarnock are 11-2 so the one that maybe could be interesting was the over two and a half goals but it's on the Friday so that rules that out because we like mm-hmm. to just do the Saturday because we don't want the bet ruined on the Friday no. um, so I don't know whether shall we try and see what we think in terms of maybe the lower leagues if there's mm-hmm. anything that, that stands out yeah, potential. I mean, I think the only way you're picking Celtic is if it's like something interesting, like minus two or minus three. Aye, I wouldn't. Aye, I don't think. Aye. I think we will look at the lower leagues and see. Yeah. Maybe what there is there. We've not done well the last few weeks, so we need to try and get some bankers on this week if we can. We need to avoid Hibs, is what you're saying. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, <laughs> we can't Hibs it against the first third week, do Oh, aye, we don't find well what will happen. We won't pick Hibs. Hibs will win them 5 now or something like that but you can't aye we'll, we'll I wait to yeah I think we'll avoid that just now um, Queen of the South at home to Morton I think could be a shout um, I know Morton are obviously playing for places in the big semi-final coming up mm-hmm. but Queen of the South at home the top of the league are 3-4 to four. I think that's pretty good value Possibly the only thing I don't want to burst your bubble here, um, but when my my friend who's a Queens fan has told me that the last four games Queens South have not scored um, in normal time, they scored two in extra time in the, the weekend because they lost five nil Rangers and then two nil nil draws and they won two nil the weekend, but in extra time. Uh, so that's why they're all three to four. Aye. Mm-hmm. Right, okay. Although Lyle's been out, I don't know if he's back at the weekend for them because um, I think Dolby needs him up front with him. Aye, right, we'll come back to them then and see what happens. Um, <laughs> oh, right, let's look uh, just for that. But, no, but that's good, that's good work, good detective work. Yeah. Um, so, oh, right, who else maybe? Uh, see, Falkirk at home to Dunfermline. 13 to 20, it's no... I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Wow. What about... 
Livingston, I think that's quite short as well. Livingston are one to two at home at Albion Rovers. But it's a potential banker, and I think we need to just get money back up. You think it's a, you're calling it a banker? Uh, potential. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Because it's on your head. <laughs> right. Uh, right. So that, right, okay. So maybe we could go that. Mm-hmm. Do, they, do we then go for Hearts? If we both predicted to win, I would have, I would have thought so. And Dundee are struggling for goals. Right, so let's go let's go Hearts one to two. Are we going Livy one to two? Yeah. Is that what I said Livy one to I was? Yeah. Um I love being good form but new manager and all that or well, lack of manager. We don't know what's gonna happen. Apparently Mark Wilson's been linked with that job. Ah, I've seen that one, I Yeah and I would have thought they'd have given it to Jim Goodwin, but he might go back with Jack Ross. Anyway, so we're moving on. Aye, aye, who knows. Um, let's look at League 2, maybe, if there's anything that stands out there. Mm-hmm. Forfar have been in terrific form. I know they mm-hmm. lost in the Cup, but Forfar uh, are both a 75, if we fancy them to continue to run. They were both a 6 mm-hmm. in the league. So maybe Forfar would and bring that bit up a wee bit mm-hmm. if we wanted to think about that um, or do we oppose Edinburgh City which seems to be a favourable thing to do <laughs> um, no, they've got to come good at some point but Clyde Clyde are 4 sits if we thought Clyde would beat them Aye. maybe um, uh, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not selling to it I think Falkirk maybe at home is in Fairland although no Falkirk I'm what? not sure about Falkirk, so they're a bit hit and miss. Oh, uh, everyone's hit and miss, I think, just now. Or it's maybe just we're hit and miss. Do we go for three homes? Mm-hmm. We've got Hearts at one to two. We've got Levy one to two. Mm-hmm. That means we scrap four first because they're away. Um, and we need to find a third. Right, let's see. Oh, this is the... Shall we come back to what it? What St Johnston? Mm. We did both pack them. Or do we not, don't, not want to Premier League games? Ah, we could. There's no, uh, there's no rules. Aye, let's just go for it. Mm-hmm. Right, St Johnston eight to fifteen. Hearts one to two. Lovey one to two. I will get the odds mm-hmm. up. Bef- aye, once we've picked the first goal scorer bet, which uh, let's see where that kind of takes us. Needs to be from the lower <laughs> leagues. Um, anyone that you've got in mind for that? I can't think of anyone just now. It's. Um... As I know you went with Spence last, uh, Spence scored last week, but um, they're away this week to breaking. Um, uh, my knowledge of the lower leagues is not great. Aye, you need to brush to up on that. brush up. Yeah. You need to do your homework. So that's yeah. your homework for next week. Mm-hmm. Aye, so yeah. it's basically, you're, basically what you're saying is over to me. Pick someone. The only player I can think of is Cummins, but we don't want to it again. Um, right. And no doubt Hibs fans will be giving us both plenty of abuse over this. They'll no doubt win three nil with Cummins hat right now. <laughs> oh aye, aye, and then we'll be the Hibs will be no be well the basically saying that we've Hibs it. Yeah, by not definitely. by not by not picking it, it'll be like a reverse. Um, oh man, right. So you think Falkirk are shady? Um, but I don't know. Let's see. St Mirren, Dundee United. Anyone at 
Uh, what about that? No, thing I said, man, I'll probably get a wee bounce in terms of having a, a new manager. Because I was going to mm-hmm. suggest Tony Andrew and Dundee United maybe as a contender. Mm-hmm. He's been in pretty decent form, but yeah, St. Mirren probably. It'll be a reaction, I think, with a new manager. Um, to that, maybe. Who's Livingston's that. top scorer just there for going with them? Livingston, at the moment, their top goal scorer is. Let me just double check. I'm going to say double check. I'm basically checking. Alright, okay. Hmm. Top, top scorer in the league, Daniel Mullen. Now, that's a new one. I've. So I maybe we just go with him. Let's yeah. go with Daniel Mullen, okay? Yeah. Um, the odds for that will follow later in the week because okay, um, they wait till later in the week to have their first scorer scorer odds up. But I top goal scorer that could be that could be a decent shout, and it's someone new as well. So beginner's luck maybe mm-hmm. um, for us anyway. And uh, the odds which are up now. Let's see. Uh, just work it out in my head. One and two. Calculations. Oh, take away that. I add that. Yep. Oh, yep. All right. Oh, remove that decimal. Yep. Uh, <laughs> the odds will be so ten pound stake will return a nice amount of. Oh, is that all? Thirty-four fifty, so twenty-four fifty profit. But see if it profits profit. If it wins, it's profit. Absolutely, and that's if what we've we, got to think about now. Aye, if both bets come in, then I would say happy days. Yeah, definitely. Ideal. So that concludes us picking uh, the charity bet. Thanks for still listening. Now it's Wednesday because we've been going for about half an hour and picking the charity bet. But uh, aye, we got there in the end. Um, anything else that you want to? bring up before we, we say goodnight no just um, good luck to Scotland tomorrow night and hopefully um, this time next week we'll be talking about them back on the World Cup trail yes hopefully yeah echo those sentiments as well so it's a <laughs> good night from him and a good night from me I think we did that in reverse there, but we aye. did. <laughs> aye, aye, we're just trying to keep people holding our toes. Night, night. Cheers, guys. Bye. Night, cheers, bye. Cheers, John. Listen, I'm going to go in there because um, my dinner's ready. I'm starving. <laughs>